here and welcome back to the Bridgerton Bitches. Today we're talking all about episode five, season two. My name's Christina. And I'm Natalie. And today's episode is called An Unthinkable Fate. So we're going to look at our best bits, eye rolls, low moments and shockers. Also, don't forget to go onto our Facebook page, Bridgerton Girls. We run daily polls. We've just learned how to do it. And you can come and join the conversation. Today's poll is... Who does Anthony have better chemistry with, Kate or Sienna? Chris, are you team Kate or team Sienna? I'm team Sienna. Yeah, I'm team Kate. I think the chemistry is way more alive. See, weirdly, I think Kate and Anthony have about 1% chemistry, whereas Sienna and Anthony had about 100 at least. That's so weird. That's ridiculous. Okay, so we'd really cool if people can click on our story and vote because I really want to win for once. Okay, so the end of episode four, um, we finished off with Anthony proposing to Kate's little sister, uh, Edwina. So episode five, an unthinkable fake Chris. Let's start off with our best bits. What were your best bits so far for episode five? And usually my first best bit was in the opening scene. I think it was the first scene. And it was Kate in the room uh, with her little fan being all like flustered and she's having flashbacks of her and Anthony Mm -hmm. Um, and then Anthony walks kind of strides into the room Mm -hmm. and they lock eyes uh, and I liked it what did you think about that is anyone else here listening to what Chris just said and thinking you're a big hypocrite because you just said they had no chemistry and yet your favorite bit is that scene I actually said they had 1% chemistry. So yeah. I would say 0.5 of that 1% is in this scene. I just think that if you really truly felt that the chemistry between Kate and Anthony was very low, this would not have even reached your best bits. Just putting I don't it know out. If then. I would count this as chemistry, it's, it was almost just like a passing, I don't know. Oh, come off it. Why are you fighting it, Chris? Why are you fighting this? I'm just, I don't know really want you to get on board what I also loved about this scene and it's actually my best scene as well is I like how he doesn't look at her and then he looks at her and then he calls her Miss Sharma and I was like could this get any hotter did you notice the little um the twinkie twitch yes like they were gonna brush hands yes and did that remind you of any um costume drama film at all Yes, it might be Pride and Prejudice. I like yes. how you're in proper teacher mode then. Oh, I'm so sorry. That was like so patronizing <laughs> and condescending. About 50% of our listeners are probably either skipping past what I'm saying now or rolling their eyes. So, you know, I, I ain't that. That was condescending. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really cool. It was like, because that, that happens in Pride and Prejudice when she gets into the carriage in the most recent version with Kira Knightley. They do the little hand thing. He does his little hand thing, doesn't he? Yeah, that's a really famous scene. Um, but yeah, I did like that. Like they both stuck out their little pinkies. Adorable. Um, Who would yeah. have thought that a Twinkie could be kind of sexual? No, it wasn't sexual, but I'm never going to look at a Twinkie the same way again now. Yeah, no, sorry. It's a really good scene. We have a lot of listeners in America. Do they know what a Twinkie is? Um, it's isn't it? Isn't it like a little cake thing? The I think you might be confusing people now. I think I'm confusing people. So when I say Twinkie, I meant like the Twinkie finger, which is like the smallest finger on our hand. But I've just remembered that we have a lot of American listeners who may not call it that. So good to clarify. So (laughs) there's also the next scene, which I really liked when they're sat in the next room with the Queen 
and the mum and Anthony and the others. And uh, Anthony keeps glancing over at Kate. And Kate's teacup tea is just rattling because she's so rattled and... I liked that. And I, I think the Queen kind of... Oh, was it the Queen? Did she clock it or was it all just Lady Danbury noticed? Do you think the Queen noticed something might be going on? No, I think the Queen is oblivious. She's just like lapping up this, I've made a really cool wedding match. Like it's all about me and because I made her the pal and she's just loving life. But it's funny because that was also my um, one of my favourite scenes too. I liked how Anthony keeps looking at Kate. Um, and doing like a little side glance and a little slide smirk. And I liked how her um, tea, tea saucer was rattling too. But I thought, mm-hmm. didn't you think that Lady Danbury, she's already clocked on that there's something going on from episode four, but before Kate enters the room, Lady Danbury's looking through the doorway at her as if she knows yeah. that it's going to be difficult for Kate. Like, behave yourself, madam. She is, yeah. She's not that not that sympathetic, though, I don't think. She's more like, like you said, behave yourself, love. Get in here now and play along kind of thing. But she said that in episode four. She said only a fool would break up this, ma- this, this match. Mm. Because she did say in episode four to Kate, just be honest with your sister, in brackets, you could avoid all the potential hurt. And Kate didn't listen. So maybe she's thinking, you know what? I told you. And now you've got to suck it up. Yeah. No, that was a good scene. Um, I've also got Anthony in the bath, right? Mm. I know he's he's sat in the bath. I think it's quite soon after this scene. Let's just all sit with that moment a second. Anthony in the bath. Well, totally naked. Thinking, and then I was hoping it would kind of go into like you know a rated eighteen scene, where like maybe he starts you know doing starts something walk, in the right? bath, like and, washing and himself. Like, or can you be more explicit, quite, please? Maybe washing himself very vigorously um, <laughs> is what I was hoping for, and I was like, oh yeah, uh, and then it just Have it that. just it just kind of moved on, and I was like, oh, that was a bit disappointing. What did you like about that scene? Because he looks really pensive, doesn't he? Yeah, it was just nice to have a little bit of a a naked Anthony scene again. Could have been but more I naked. It was leave somewhere. Yeah, it would have been nice, wouldn't it, to see a bit more? Was that a bit? That's a bit heavy, isn't it? It was a bit underhanded, not, not very that's classy. That's what Bridgerton's all about, right? Yeah, and we do see boobs and we see bums, so maybe season three will all be about the penis. I'm not sure. I'm Too not far. sure we're going to see that. To be honest, I think you've. Oh, I'm gone sorry. You're allowed. You're allowed to insinuate stuff, but I'm not. I get I it said now. it. I felt in a very subtle, sussy way, and you just went straight for the, the jugular. I don't know yeah. how subtle you were, and I'd like to do a poll to find out if <laughs> you were in fact you're obsessed subtle. Obsessed with polls now. Obsessed. Now that we know how to do them, I am obsessed with polls. Love it. Okay. What was um, your next best bit? I think that I liked how Prudence is such a little drama queen, not letting people touch her ring. Yeah. And I love that because she's like really giddy. She's like a little kid getting really carried away. And I just, I love her bubby, bubble, bubble fullness. She's bubbly. Bubbly. Yeah. I think she's come into the, come into herself a little bit more. We didn't really get to hear from her in season one. And I think, I think she's going to be a bit more of like a comedy thing i wanted i want to see her trying to get to know jack and and him trying to like i don't know like he's got to marry her like so far we haven't seen them alone together or even try and get to know each other jack seems really laid back about the fact that he has to marry this woman i 
like that he's so laid back. I think I said that though in our podcast three. No, yeah, season two, episode three. I said that I don't think we'll see her reach a, you know, a conclusion. I think she's playing the role of the fool, like the mum's funny sidekick. And I do think you're right. And the fact that we're not seeing her with this Jack guy makes me think maybe because it isn't going to go anywhere. And they haven't had enough chemistry together to make me think it's going to be one of those storylines where they do actually kind of fall in love, which is a shame because that would be a really cool... And I'm going to ban you from saying this word, actually. Trope. No, we're not having that word on this show anymore. (laughs) I do say it too much. But Bridgerton does it too much, in my defence. Say it to their face. Didn't think so. That's fine. Yeah, so um, I do think she's going to, she's been a little bit kind of boxed in as like the, the fool. And then the way she's reacting is um, suggesting like, like the comedy effect. Um, yeah. Um, I really loved, again, we're seeing more of interaction with like the, the family. And um, when Eloise is like, oh, I'm going flower arranging. And Benedict was like, since when? And he's kind of teasing her. Mm. And when she said, oh, it'll be nice to have another, a, um, another or a second intelligent woman in the household. And Benedict was like, uh, you're miscounting. And I, I was just like, I love those two together. Yeah, I love them. They've got such good bands. And I put that as my favorite episode too. I said... Um, when Eloise lies about organising flowers, Benedict looks at her sideways, trying to catch her eye. And I did say again that I wonder if he did step in as like a big, like a, a little, like a fun father figure, um, and he gave her like special attention with Anthony looking after the house. Do you know what I mean? Because they just seem yeah. so similar. And I think I said this in season one. I said I wondered if the actors were dating in real life because I felt like they got really good chemistry. Mm. And I and you sent me a link about someone else saying the same. Like in some of the, the promotional photos for season two, the actor looks at her in like a really loved up way. Like yeah, but I think someone else commented and said he was married. So I I'm not sure to the actress. No, the actor. That's a shame. I haven't looked it up, but uh, maybe in case his wife's listening, we should just move on. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're right. You're right. Um. um Yes. What was your next one? I, um, so before that scene, there were a couple of other moments that I loved. So I love how Lord Featherington and Mama Featherington are on the same level. And I said this before and I'll say it again. And I hold my hands up if I'm wrong. But I felt like maybe there could be a connection here. They're both quite devious and they're both very, not devious, but they they know how to fight. They're, they're thinking things through. They're very strategic. I want that to. I want something to happen between those two, and maybe that's why we're not seeing him with her daughter much. Because actually, those two are going to hook up. How cool would yeah. that be? So I also thought this um, in the scene where Lady Featherington walks into his office, mm. and he's like, "Oh yeah, you'll have to cook up another scheme." And she says about his minds, and he looks intrigued. And I was, and I was thinking the mm. same thing. I was like. I still think there's a chance that they are similar. And I think he might start to admire her intelligence and her um, scheming. Yeah. I think I, yeah, 100%. And I said this on like episode one, I was like, oh, I'd love Lady Feathering to to get with the air. 
Oh, you did, and I think, yeah, I pissed all over it. That like he was too young. There was too much of an age gap. So did I say that? That's really ageist of me. No, Mm. I thought he and Penelope were going to get together. Okay. I think we'll have to re-listen to episode one. See, we can't lie because we have recorded evidence of us making predictions. So we can't make out now that we knew all along. And also Um, it wouldn't be weird because they're not related. They're only related by marriage. Yeah. But now the whole ton know that Lord Featherington is engaged to her daughter. I feel like the romance now between Lord Featherington and Mama Featherington is not really going to happen, which is a shame because I feel like they're kindred spirits a little bit. Well, it could happen because we've got that happening with um, Anthony and Kate. Like he's trying to get with one of the sisters and now he's choosing the other one. So it would just be like him getting with the daughter, not the mum. We don't know for sure how that's going to play out there yet, do we? No, Unless someone's... Possible. No, mm. I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm. So um, the other thing I liked as well is, you know, when Anthony is at home with the fan just before Eloise says that she's going to go flower arranging, um, Hyacinth says, oh, and Edwina's sister, like, is she going to come live yeah. with us too? And then Anthony's reaction mirrors the reaction that Kate had when she was sat with the Queen and they were talking about the wedding oh, ceremony. Yeah. So he's, he's sort of kind of shatters a little bit. And um, I think, to quote you, they're really shoving it down our throats, how similar Kate and Anthony are. They're very in sync with each other emotionally. So I liked that. Yeah, and the mum, Mama Bridgerton, she mm. clocked it straight away. And she yeah. looked a bit like, oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> I don't think she's at that point yet, but she definitely, yeah, I think she's. I think they want us to show that she's observing him. I think mm. she knows because she has a conversation with him where she's like, you're making, I don't want you to make this mistake and marry someone you don't care for. Is that in episode five? We are in episode five. Yeah, but is that in episode five or have yeah. you? Yes, I have not watched episode six, I promise. Okay, so I don't remember that scene. So either you're lying or I'm forgetful. I'm going to go with me uh, me being forgetful, to be fair. Um, the other really cute scene I loved, and it was like mega cheese. But I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. The scene where this um, the ring guy comes, the jewelry maker comes. I was just about to say that, yep. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he, I love how he's obsessed with Kate, but I feel like he's a little bit like... Um, He's the catalyst, isn't he? Giving them, you know, forcing them together. And I love how she has to put have the ring on her finger. And I love how he holds her hand and he gently kind of holds it, but he's like moving his thumb over her fingers, like caressing it. And then I like how she can't get it off. And I like how she's like laughing and it's like, it's awkward. But I feel like Anthony was looking yeah. at her as if to be like, recognizing that it was kind of ironic or maybe like a sign. It was again. Thing. It's just shoving it down the throat a little bit, but I thought it was. It felt almost like a modern comedy, yeah. like a modern rom com with the whole the way she was responding to the ring thing. I thought it was really funny. I liked. Um, that. I really liked it when she said to him, "If we had been discovered in the library because of what happened between us, we would have been forced to wed." And then he says, "Is us forcing us to wed something you would want?" Um, you know, and she was like, no, of course not. But there was almost like that moment of hope that she was going to say yes. What, and from he... him? Yeah. Yeah, I felt like he was being quite open and direct there, but saying it in a way that he knew it could be taken as like, is that what yeah. you want? And I think, 
do you think there was a sense of sadness from him? And she was like, of course not. Because then afterwards he says, well, we should be grateful then to have saved us from such an awful fate. Like his use of like her hyperbole, I think covers his hurt. Yeah. I would have liked it if maybe she'd paused for a moment and then they just locked eyes and then he looked kind of hopeful. And then she said, of course not. Or better still, they pause. And just as she's about to say something, the juror says, do you and your sister share gloves? <gasps> would that have been yeah. better would that have been better I don't know because now I can't remember at what point he does say that because I know he does say that when Anthony I think says when we should be grateful for having been saved from such an awful fate and then she glares at him and then I think the guy says about the gloves yeah because you know where would you go from there in that kind of conversation orcs yeah no that that was cool um Mm. Any? What's your next one? I'm trying to read my um, notes. Really messy. I don't know if you can make sense of this, or the listeners can. I put. I love the talk with Lady Danbury. Really oh. love her kindness and wisdom. What am I talking about? Yes, I put the same thing. I put Lady Danbury, Miss Sharma. Are you a fool? Um. Yeah, is that the fool talk she has? Where she's like, you'd have to be a fool to try and prevent this engagement. Right. Are you okay. A fool? Um. In that, she's got a great way of. Uh, Speaking in a very dramatic way, doesn't she? Kind of like Willy Wonka, like I pointed out in season one. Do you remember when I <laughs> Willy Wonka with his cane and like the, the dramatic? Oh way yeah, talks. And, um, yeah. You you thought she had Willy Wonka vibes, which I really didn't get. I was getting Willy Wonka energy. My friend agreed. <laughs> Sion in Valencia, <laughs> she agreed. <laughs> so that is. Okay. Oh, one of my favorite bits. Okay. I don't know why I love it. And I think a lot of people are going to love this too. It's just a thing that happens in romantic comedies and dramas. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love Anthony getting jealous because mm-hmm. Kate is walking and boating with, is he called Dorset? Dorset? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Oh my God. That was so hot. I love that intense stare. And I just wish that they'd gone further with Mr. Dorset or Lord Dorset. But maybe they don't need to because you can see he's he's not livid, but he's just like burning with passion. Like he just, he's lapping her up. And, and you can see that he almost acts quite inappropriately. It pushes him, doesn't it? it yeah, because so, the mum is like trying to talk. Well, he just completely zones out when Edwina yeah. and Mama Bridgerton are talking and he's just yeah. staring at her. And again, the mum is like, Anthony, um, she know. I don't think she knows he's staring at Kate with the guy, though. I think she just thinks he's just completely not interested in Edwina. I don't know, because then she goes to look at Anthony and then goes to follow his gaze. And she oh, pulls okay, a so face. And she pulls a face to say, geez, mate, be less obvious. Because that was one yeah. of my lows. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's what I thought. Um, and then when he just tries to completely take over and... Um, he tries to help her out of the boat and then somehow he's like a sketch show trips over the dog ends up in the water love 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 the bit where he's angry mm-hmm. and he's trying to get out of the water and he's really angrily pulling off his cravat mm-hmm. and like pulling off his jacket and you can see through his shirt that was such um, a nod that was such a nod to yeah. the darcy Pride and prejudice yeah um and then Edwina's loving it. She can barely like tear her eyes away. Yeah. No one can tear their eyes away. Even the dog would probably have been like, oh, hubba hubba. Um, 
so about that scene, I thought it was really well choreographed, if that's a word. Thank you. The fact that he kind of takes her hand and then he's holding it again, like he's grasping her hand, like he doesn't want to let, so he's initiating here. And then when they look down, he goes to move it away, trips over that that dog. Um, And I just thought that was really nicely well put together. A really nice, nice scene. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it when he hold out. He the first time I saw this, I didn't love it in the trailer, but I I do like it now. He holds out his hand, and she just doesn't take it for ages, and he just mm-hmm. goes, "Miss Sharma," mm-hmm. as if to say, "Come on, like mm-hmm. take my hand." Um, I liked that. I but really like that too. You know how before we were saying in the last episode we wanted Anthony and Kate. We wanted Anthony to get to know Kate better. It feels like Kate's learning all about him, but he knows mm. very little about her. Mm. But when she's in the boat with Mr. Dawson, she's they're both talking about India and they both have this connection to India. And mm. I was like, that's what I need to see from Anthony. I need I need to see him learning about her and learning about India. Yeah, and and at least Mr. Dorset when they were in is it Lord Dorset or Mr. Dorset? I have no idea. Let's just call him Dorset. Dorset. Um, I like that he was paying an interest, but I also like that she was getting attention because we've talked about how in the episodes in the series so far, she's a she's not a wallflower, but she gets ignored. She doesn't get much attention. So I did like how Dorset was giving her attention. Do you think that Anthony liked her more? his feelings for her were reinforced seeing her have attention from another guy probably i think that does tend to work doesn't it well yeah like in season one that's what um what's he called says the duke says to daphne that was the whole premise wasn't it that other guys would find her more attractive because oh, right. he was shown to have shown an interest yeah um so so many good bits in this episode i'm not gonna lie um, My next bit was um, Benedict going to the art class and he's getting ready to paint. And that woman just strips off and he's mm-hmm. like, hello, starts drawing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my my all-time favourite is when he she's then sketching and she's like, I need to paint a, a male model. So he gets and he starts posing, doesn't he? And then she's nice. like, hmm. I need a naked one. And he just completely rises to the challenge, doesn't even think about it. He's like, okay, and just starts stripping off. And I'm like, go Benedict. Like how many guys would be confident enough to get completely naked in front of a woman that they liked? I love how Probably play- quite a cold studio as well, if you know what I mean. Like not very flattering. Yeah. You're very rude. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're so- the one that said penis earlier. I did not say that. No, I didn't. Uh, yes, I did. Sorry. Damn, I can't lie, can I? Um, that was a funny scene. It didn't make it into my best bits. I don't know why, but I love his playfulness and his joyfulness. And his he's so different from Anthony. And I think that's really lovely that you've got that totally different, I guess because he's the second son. But I, I like it. He's very alternative. And I really like that. Um, he seems a bit more content than he did in series one. He felt quite lost, a bit like, I suppose, how Colin yes. maybe feels now. Yes, I was just going to say that. He's found his joy and his pleasure. He's found his purpose, hasn't he, with his art, whereas he was quite lost before. Yeah. Um, the other favourite scenes, I put that um, I liked how Mr. Dorset asks Kate to walk with him and Kate's like, I'm tired. And Lady, Lady Danbury says, 
No, you're not. And then she forces them to walk together. So I really liked that. Go, Lady D. I'm still a bit torn. I am growing towards Lady Danbury. But there's a scene when, um, in the scene before, sorry, when they've just tried on the ring and Kate's got the ring off her finger and the mum says, I have a migraine. And Kate says, oh, I shall stay with Mama. And Lady Danbury goes, no, you will come with me. And the mum just pulls a face. I just think, I didn't like that very much because it's like, you should be able to stay with your mum if she's ill. And I just feel like sometimes Lady Danbury is just a little bit like, oh, everyone's creeping around her, like doing what she says. Because it's her, it's her house. She's sponsoring. But what was the reason why she wanted to speak to Kate? Did they go for a walk together? Oh, yeah, because she wants, she wants to have Kate the... Com- she to wants to support the, the engagement, doesn't That's she? why. So she's got the greater good of the girls in mind, the women in mind, sorry. Um, I think it's good. She's basically doing what the mum should be doing. In my opinion, I feel like the mum should be active here, noticing what's going on with both her daughters and stepping in and saying something. Lady D is amazing. She's picked up on what's happening. She's noticed and she's doing something about it. And she's talking to, um, to Kate. I really want you to love Lady D. She is growing on me. She is. Okay. Too fair. Um, we were waiting for ages for the mum to start kind of growing in personality, weren't we? So Kate's mum. And I was like, finally, the mum and the Kate and Kate talk and they sit on the bench together and they have a conversation. And I was like, it's taken so long for this mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah, I still want her to play a bigger role. And she does. I think we understand her role better by the end of this episode um, because of the dinner scene. Mm-hmm. Um my other favourite scene was Eloise going to a women's rights event and approaching Theo. She's quite ballsy, and I like how he looked at her. I get the sense that he looked at her like he thought she was amusing and interesting, but I'm not getting a sexual chemistry vibe off him. But, you know, I obviously could be wrong. What do you think? Yeah, I think, yeah, for me, it's still, it's still too early. Yeah, I'm not getting that vibe yet. Apart from when he says, my name is Theo or something, and she says, I know who you are. And he says, you do. As if to imply, oh, you know who I am. Wink, wink. Mm. Um, And then she kind of insulted him to stop that, like, flirtatiousness, I think. Mm. But, yeah, let's wait and see what happens with that. Good. Um, I, you've mentioned this already, Anthony and Mum talking, and he says, what I want doesn't matter and then that's what Kate said yeah. in the dance scene, I think, the episode before. So I think maybe he's got that in his head, that what he wants doesn't matter because he's used to thinking that way because he's always thinking about the family. But did you like that you conversation? That, but did, he had to learn that in series one. But did you like that conversation between him and the mum? I don't know if I liked it. I think it just served a point in the storyline. Um I don't think he has always thought that because in series one, he really tried to make it work with uh, what she called Sienna. He had to learn that it it was really sad, wasn't it? Because it took him to the end of season one for him to realize that actually he can't have what he wants and what he wants isn't important. So... I don't know because everyone a lot of people in season two keep saying Anthony had to make a lot of sacrifices Anthony had to do a lot for the family so I think you know him taking a lover that he really loved or or liked or fancied um, 
doesn't negate that. I think, you know, yeah, and it didn't work out between him and Sienna in the end. So you could say, well, that's because of his status in life and the decisions he has to make. So I, I do think he's sacrificed a lot. But did you notice how hopeful he looked when the mum said that Edwina might change her mind and he could get out of it. So I feel like in this episode, again, he's gone from the end of season four being determined not to not to choose love, to choose you know the safety and not love. And then in episode five, he's, because of the encounters with Kay, it's like he's changed his mind again. He's like, oh, I really kind of regret, <laughs> I regret it and I want a way out. Is that your feeling as well? Like he's very indecisive. He keeps ping-ponging, doesn't he? I don't know. Like he keeps every time his mum has challenged all Daphne, he just says, no, 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 no. Like, I think he's still thinking I haven't seen him. I no, I think he's still trying to do the right thing and he's not letting himself give given out. Um, but in this in this moment, when he's talking to his mum, he does look hopeful when she says that the lady, the lady may change her mind. And he looked up, and he looked really hopeful. And he was like, and then he paused and he was like, she will not agree to that. And then Lady, yeah. his mum was like, well, if you tell her. So he did look a little bit hopeful, like, did you not get that vibe? I don't think so, because he knows that Edwina won't change her mind. But he, still... he says that he can't break it off with her because of his honour. But the fact that he said that concedes to his mum that she's right, that his heart isn't in it. Mm, so he so. so from the end of episode four, he was like, right, I'm doing it, I'm getting married. But then episode five, he's like to his mum, she won't... He's making it quite clear that he feels like his opinion doesn't matter. His heart isn't in it. So he has been quite vocal about that. Yeah. Um, The other good scene that I liked, um, two more to go for me. The dinner scene where we meet Kate and Edwina's grandparents. Um, I just loved how Anthony defended defended Kate because the grandparents, yeah, Kate and the mum really, because they were the ones that the grandparents were having a go at. Did you like that scene? Um. It's not in my best bits, just because it was awkward. Mm. Um, but yeah, he, he was great that he stood up to the guy. Fair play to him. Um, what, what I do have is my favourite is the scene immediately after that, when him and Kate are discussing it afterwards. And he says to her, <laughs> it sounds like he's going to be really harsh when he's like, India is not far away, far enough away. And I was like, Jesus Christ, Anthony, like, Jesus, this is, <laughs> this is really harsh. And then he's like, you are the bane of my existence. And then he says something like, and also all my desires. And my favorite bit was when they get really close together. And he says, the things I could teach you, do you know how many ways a woman can be seduced or something? But just as he says that, Kate makes such a weird noise. And I've popped down, it's her horse noise where she goes... <laughs> and I was like I noticed it the first time and then I watched it just before we started recording and and I was like oh my god it's really weird did you notice that no what are you talking about you've really got it in for Kate watch that scene again and just after he says that she goes like a horse are you sure she wasn't are you sure she wasn't letting one drop she might have done and then she was trying to cover it up that would be that would have ruined the moment a lot he does say something as well something like Ah, he says something really intense. And then I think he starts to say, I want or I could. And then he changes it to, do you have any idea 
the things I could teach you or how many ways you could seduce a woman. So it was almost like he was going to say, like, I want to do X, Y, Z to you, or I want to seduce you, or I could. And then he changes it. And I love how he gets his hand and he touches it around her ear. And then they are basically kissing. They're basically kissing without touching. And then I love it when it's like he, something happens and he's like... And then he's like almost like telling himself off like, oh, that was a close one, shaking his head like he is. I love how he talks about how his honor and how it's literally hanging from a thread. Uh, Um, I don't know. I'm in two minds about that because he's basically implying that he might not be able to stop himself from trying to shag her. (laughs) That's what he was trying to say by "And one day my honor might drop or whatever the phrase is. And I was like, yeah, you'd try and hump her, basically. And that doesn't, and then I was, that doesn't do it for you. You know, when he's, it's almost a bit threatening, though. I don't know. Um, when he says, do you know how many ways a woman can be seduced? And I was like, what ways? I don't, is he talking about sexual positions? Yeah, what does like, he mean? Okay, so just, you've asked a question, so I'm just going to be really blunt. I think he means... He means like fingering, getting down. No, 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 he does. He does. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, listeners. I actually should have played <laughs> disclosure alert. But am I the only one thinking that? Like to me, he's talking about seduction. He's talking about all the things he could do to pleasure her. Like, what were you thinking? Like reading her a book or something? I don't. Yeah, but there's many. I don't know. Seduction is quite a broad term, isn't it? Like you can seduce somebody by reading them poetry, right? Like. That's an old-fashioned seduction. You can sing them a song. You can oh, write them love letters. Oh, come You and think? Then I was like, <laughs> you think he's referring to writing her a love letter or doing her like a little origami horse? He's talking uh, about sexual stuff, Chris. Come on, come on, yeah. Christina. Okay. Okay, let's put that as Maybe. a poll. When Anthony says, "Do you know the ways in which a woman can be seduced?" Was he referring to reading poetry? <laughs> <laughs> or was he referring to different sexual positions rather than what you yeah. think? I'm thinking more sexual positions. No, I don't, because that's not seduction. Like, isn't the seduction what leads up to that? Well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to dictionary that, that one, maybe. Okay, put that out on the poll. But it's um, very sexually charged, and I just, I love it. And I, I, do, I just love how they, they were dancing with their faces. They were doing everything you would see in a kiss, except... I just thought yeah, that was really intense. But I think I just wanted them to kiss. I think I was like, oh, they've ended that scene. They still haven't kissed. No, I, I like the build-up. And I like how they went through the motions of kissing. I suppose what I find emotionally stressful is this whole, I'm going to marry Edwina. And then I'm going to, at the beginning of this episode, I'm going to walk towards Kate and ignore her and, and give her a little a little twinkie twitch. And then... And it's like he can't help himself. And it's like the backwards and forwards I find quite exhausting. <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> I'm knackered. At the end of this episode, I am knackered. knackered. <laughs> um, that was my last best bit. Do you have any more best bits before we move on to shockers? Last best bit, the scene with the woods when Kate says his name and his face is like a funny little thing. Um, like he really likes it. But I what thought it was mean, a... Sorry, what scene? What, when they have go horse riding... So basically, I think at the end of this, well, when the sister is like, what, basically the sister says, look, I love Anthony. And then okay. Kate runs into the, horse rides into the woods. Um, 
and they have that conversation and she says Anthony this will pass mm. between us you can't break my sister's heart so I guess her finding out that her sister's in love re, in, re relights that fire in her that's like no what I want doesn't matter my sister's love my sister's needs got to come first um what I didn't like about that scenario is she is therefore willing to let her sister marry somebody who clearly does not love her yeah so I get she's trying to protect her sister but on the other hand i'm like you're letting your sister get into a marriage of of no love and i thought actually what's worse really mm. that she doesn't marry anthony but she maybe meets someone else and has a loving fulfilling marriage or you let her marry a man that doesn't love her and is in love with somebody else worse still is in love with you and has mm-hmm. said that if he marries your sister he's gonna want to shag you exactly like she comes to visit and she's the favorite auntie of the children. She's playing with the kids and auntie's looking at her like, oh, yeah. Yeah, what that's the that? thing. And I said this in the last episode. Kate, why doesn't Kate realize that her sister deserves more than a guy who is in love, yep. not in love with her? Her um, crumbs. So that was dead. frustrating. And in that scene in the woods as well, I felt like Anthony was a bit crestfallen when she was saying all of this, because I think basically his impression is Kate doesn't want anything to do with me. So. But she did say it will pass. It will pass. And she did seem quite desperate. As, yeah. As if she was saying, basically, I don't want anything to do with you. Like it'll pass. I don't see a future for us. So marry my sister. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't I think... think he knows they have a future either because he was like, I will break this off and then we'll never have to see each other again. I didn't get that. So then why why can't they see each other again? Because it would be inappropriate for them to break off their engagement and for them him to propose to the sister and that will break the sister's heart and ruin their relationship. And he thinks it's also inappropriate for him to marry Edwina and then have all these feelings for Kate. So either way is not going to work. So actually, Anthony is in the right and I do feel like Kate yeah. has sort of, what's it called? Not gas ban. Gaslighted? Gaslighted him a little bit, maybe, maybe not, into actually not doing what he thinks is best. Because he's actually being more honourable. He is actually doing the honourable thing by breaking it off with Edwina. Season four proposing to Edwina, not so much. But season five, Anthony, quite honourable. Yeah, and also, you know, Edwina's like, oh, I love him. And I'm like, do you, though? Do you really? You don't know the guy. Maybe, Maybe her sister should have really kind of gone down that. Rue. Yeah. Maybe she should have been like, what do you love about him? Yeah, because I don't think she does. Uh, before, she was like, I love him because he has a big house and lots of money and a title. Mm. Yeah, tricky. So they were the best bits. i got to say, I think season four was my favourite episode, but I think season five is a close tie. Maybe actually might be my favourite. How about you? Really? Which episode's your favourite so far? I think I preferred episode four. It's a tight one. It's a tight one. Um, just, I know we don't normally do a lower section, but I've just got to say that I thought it was quite funny how Prudence is obsessed with people looking at her on the boat and she's making like a big song and dance about it. I thought that she was quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you do love Prudence now. I just think she's kind of funny and she's just, yeah, a bit out there. She doesn't get it. She doesn't get what's happening half the time. No. Um, Okey doke. How about Shockers? 
I'm very, very disappointed. And I think you raised this a couple of episodes ago that you were concerned this would happen, is Madame Delacroix becoming greedy. Mm. So Penelope just says, did you deliver my letters? And she's like, yeah, I did. Maybe you should write in your little newsletter that I'm making the dress for the wedding. Mm. And I just thought, oh, okay. It's it's turning into blackmail a little bit here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, you called this and you said you hoped this wouldn't happen. Yeah, because I didn't want her to abuse the trust that Penelope gave in her. I didn't want it to be that kind of dynamic. Mm-hmm. But then Penelope smiles afterwards as if she's agreeing that, yeah, there should be no limit to a woman's success. Uh, I know what you mean. It was a bit of a weird facial expression, but I think it was more of a like um, a smile because she felt uneasy. I read it as a, an uneasy smile. Really? Yeah. I read it as in a that she felt actually inspired by that okay okay maybe i'm maybe i'm reading it wrong maybe she's not going to start this weird blackmaily thing then i hope not i would have done if penelope's expression had been like oh for goodness sake i'm gonna have to like you know get rid of her or something but because she kind of smiled it was almost like that gave her the confidence boost and encouragement to be a you know businesswoman and ambitious um, because she, she hasn't doesn't get them. anything out of Madame de la Croix selling more dresses mm. and how it, no one cares. Like her newsletter is supposed to be about scandal and gossip and saying, oh, Madame de la Croix is making the dress for, for her wedding. Oh, fascinating. Like that's not what her newsletter is about. And I just, I saw it as the beginning of quite a difficult relationship and possibly mm. ending up in Penelope being exposed. Yeah. Maybe that's how Penelope does get exposed. Mm. Um, Yeah, so that, mm, we'll have to see what happens there. From Penelope's expression, I got the idea that she was actually seeing it as, you know what, Um, Madame de la Croix is right. There is no limit to our success. And I need to remember that moving forward. So it will be interesting to see what happens. Mm. Um, I put that, my shocker is that Anthony initiated hand-holding twice in this episode. And we know that that is a big no-no in Regency England times. So that was my shocker. With um, Edwina? No, with Kate. So with the, the oh, ring. sorry. And at the Thank lake, you. a lot of touching. And also, I guess, in the, the office scene, there just seemed to be a lot of touching in this episode. Hmm. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, something that I've put as a shocker, but really it's something I'm a little bit disappointed about because I love the friendship between Eloise and Penelope. Mm. Um, Eloise is starting to keep secrets from Penelope. She doesn't want her to know where she's going. And I feel like they're starting to grow apart. Yeah. Um, she's being elusive. She doesn't, she's kind of almost lying to Penelope, telling her she's going to flower arranging when she's not. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering whether Eloise, um, kind of growing out of the Lady Featherington newsletter, not Lady Featherington, Lady Whistledown newsletter, is also representative of her growing out of Penelope's friendship. Mm-hmm. And it makes me a bit sad. Yeah. They're growing apart, do you reckon? Yeah. I I did feel a bit sorry for, for Penelope when she starts to realise that Eloise is keeping secrets from her. But part of me was like, I kind of liked that Eloise is separating from Penelope because she always seemed to be chasing Penelope from my perspective. I always oh, felt that yeah. she's the one that finds Penelope at the party and and... And she's like, you know, obsessed over Penelope's alter ego. Obviously, she doesn't know it's Penelope, but, you know, Penelope, you don't know what I mean, Penelope knows. So I quite like that Eloise is getting independent and having other friends and 
and moving beyond her obsession with Lady Whistledown and following her own interests. I kind of like that. I guess. I just really like them as a friendship. And actually, yeah. who am I to say, oh, Eloise is keeping secrets from Penelope, mm. when this whole time Penelope has kept a huge secret from Eloise. So Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. I think it's it's making them more equal in a way. Um, my shocker was Benedict getting his kit off, but we've already talked yeah. about that. My that's big one of my favorite bits. That was cool. I think the biggest shocker for me was the topical conversation in the dinner scene with um, you've got the Bridgertons and you've got the Sharmas and the the mum. What she was talking about was just so unetiquette. If that's that's not a word, do you know what I mean? Like the way she was talking, I was shocked. Nice. In no um... in no Regency film have I ever seen the topic of your daughter's sexual behaviour and life and shaming in that way. Like I felt I felt uncomfortable watching that scene. It was unpleasant, and I thought, God, her mum is such a cow. Mm. And I like how her daughter, how the how the mum Mary was like, screw you. Um, the best thing that happened to me was when you disowned me because I'm away from your judgment. Um, and then, did you notice when it all went to shit and everyone left, Lady Danbury looked at Kate as if to go like, like, oh, good one. And I'm like, hang on, this isn't Kate's fault, love. Can't blame this one on Kate. No. If anything, she should have said that to the mum because I don't, I think the mum, in a way, was just as bad as her mum because she indulged in the conversation and kind of bit back. And then she exposed even more of their very personal private history in the company mm. of the Bridgertons. So if anything, that I feel like that could have been more directed at the mum because poor Kate was basically just sitting there like watching this car rack and like car crash unfold. Um, so am I right in understanding? So Kate's mum fell in love with a guy, got pregnant and then fell in love with another guy who she ran away with and got married. And then Edwina was the product of that marriage because they kept I... saying, we kept, they kept saying, we don't know who Kate's father is, basically. I got confused because I just assumed, I don't think the mum got pregnant with Kate out of wedlock. I think she just, I think the reason the parents are pissed off is because she just married way beneath her in social status. It's not, it's not that she was sleeping around outside of marriage. It's that she ran off with somebody and they did not approve of the marriage. That doesn't make social standing. But that doesn't make sense because they said something about Kate's dad, whoever he is, like God knows who he is. They have no idea who he is. And that's why they... That's oh. why they like Edwina, because remember, they were giving Edwina lots of attention. And I was thinking, well, is Edwina the daughter of the second husband? Like, has Kate's mum married twice? I don't know. That's what I thought. We'll have to look that up. I got really confused by that because there was at one point where I thought Kate said, my mother has a name. And I thought they were saying whoever Kate's mother, I don't know. I'm getting really muddled. I'm getting muddled too, because they, they ignored Kate, which which makes me think that either Kate's dad was not the same as Edwina's dad or Kate was conceived out of wedlock, which is what I said actually in episode one. I think that's what happened. Kate was conceived. I don't know. We need to find out. Or or she's the stepmother to Kate. No, Kate's definitely the mum. Kate Kate and Edwina are definitely the daughters of the mum. But what I'm not 
sure about is the situation with the dads. And what I thought was really shocking is that this is being discussed over dinner. Like even by nowadays standard, you would not be talking about the questionable parentage of people at a table. Like that would just be really, really insensitive. And I then- do think it's because the mum, Mary's mother is just a bitch. And she yeah, but- can't help herself. And she's, she's still angry and resentful. She's like, you took my grandchildren away from me. Yeah. Years. She's obviously just can't keep her mouth shut. Like she's not a nice person. But it's still, what is shocking is that this topic of conversation was had and then the mum got involved and this is all happening in front of the Bridgertons. That's sort yeah. of what I'm saying. Um, yeah. It's really shocking. And also mm-hmm. then we know that there would have been a lot of... Um, there would have been um, a lot of stigma around being conceived or not knowing who your dad was. And all of this is being unveiled in front of the Bridgertons. I'm just thinking, what is, what's going on? Yeah, it was unpleasant. Yeah, really definitely. awful. Mm. What else? Um, Do you have anything else under shockers? Let's see. Um... Just a massive pause. <laughs> massive pause, just to you get everyone really, this, to get really excited. Um, I think I put the scene in the library as shocking, but we talked about that just because it's not the sort of scene you'd expect in a regency. You know, they weren't even allowed to be together. So this is the second time they've been alone together. So yeah, they sh- they should definitely be getting married rather than um, Edwina and him. What do you think of Mama? I thought Mama Featherington's suggestion about about scamming the ton was quite shocking. What did you think? Sorry, Mama Featherington's scam. Oh, sorry. Oh, God. I'm worried for her because I think what she's suggesting is illegal. And I'm really worried that Mama Featherington's going to end up in prison. Yeah. Oh, no, don't. Or something bad. I mean, you can't do that. That's a complete con. She's going to end up stealing money from people. Like, how does she think that's going to end well? Oh no! I do. Did they have prisons back then? Well, yeah, yeah, they did. So I'm worried for her. You know how I've got a little bit of a soft spot for her. You really do. If I sounded a little bit disinterested and absent while she was talking, it's because I was because I was googling who um, the father is of Kate and you were right and I was wrong so apparently just to kind of make it really clear um it sounds like um Mary the mum um married a commoner in inverted commas who um already had a child of his own so that commoner um was Mr Sharma and the child that he already had from his previous wife was Kate yeah I thought so so Mary um Sheffield um, married Mr. Sharma, who uh, was a clerk for the Maharaj in Bombay. And then they both had Kate's half-sister, Edwina. Okay. So that's, so I get that it now. She's the stepmom. Do you think they made them half-sisters to make it less incestuousy? Mm, I, th- I still just the same to me, whether you're half or full, it's still the same level of uh, grossness. Mm. In terms of competing over the same guy and that betrayal, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. During that conversation, what peed me off 
is uh i think i think mary says about how her parents wanted her to chase after wealth and titles and i was like hello hypocritical again you are chasing after anthony because of his wealth and his title that's all you're mm. interested in from day one yeah so i just i really don't like the hip- the hypocriticalness of it yeah same it's very double standardy isn't it and in the library scene um they, I thought it was quite shocking how Kate was like, I can't believe you You have an issue about the fact that there's going to be no dowry upon the wedding, that like you hardly need it. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh. And then I was like, okay, then what are you guys bringing to this marriage? Like, okay, you're the diamond, and that's why the only reason Anthony was interested. But I was like, what are you bringing to this? What yeah. is Anthony getting out of this situation if you don't even have a dowry? Like, yeah, and it's such a basic thing. I just thought it was really cheeky because Kate knows he doesn't love the sister. Now there's yeah. no dowry. So it's like, well, you're right. What is he actually getting out of this? Exactly. So she's actually being quite calculative and quite selfish, really. Um, yeah. I and, thought that. It, it's so strange. And really cheeky. Um, yeah. So I just thought it was really shocking, basically, in, in the dinner scene, how it felt like the grandma was... That's why the grandma was basically ignoring Kate because Kate isn't biologically related to them that's why yes. they were only interested i get it and now. that's why the mum said i have two you have two granddaughters or she said i have two daughters and i was at that yeah that makes sense now they don't see, oh. they're not interested in kate at all no i get it now i love that and i get now why kate maybe feels like she stepped in as the dad's role because that was her dad and the dad may have been responsible for them and so she stepped in feeling like you know do you know what I mean? Like she felt like his to protect them. God, that made no sense. But you know what I mean. Right? <laughs> um, what I also loved and I thought was a little bit shocking is at the end of the meal scene, when Edwina asks Anthony to wait, he dismisses her. And then when he walks away with his mama and they're at the stairs, Kate runs oh, after yeah. him and says, stay behind. And he can't help himself. And I was like, oh, yeah. you bad boy. Yeah, and the way he looks at her when she's looking all oh, flustered. God, so hot. Hubba, hubba. So hot. Um, okay, um, I said, is it weird that Penelope sees Eloise with a dude and just walks away? How safe is it for Eloise to walk around that dodgy part of town? So I thought that was a bit mm. shocking that Penelope thought that was okay to leave Eloise in that dodgy part Oh, of my town. God. Imagine if Penelope writes as Lady Whistledown and she was like, oh, looks like Miss Eloise is visiting the dodgy parts of town. She's got herself a lover boy. <laughs> and, like, she puts it in the newsletter and just completely... That would know. ruin Eloise, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, that would, would just be awful. But Eloise wouldn't know that it that Lady would... I guess she wouldn't know that it was Penelope because she hasn't told Penelope... So as far as she's aware, anyone could have known. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... So Penelope's protected as long as... As long as Eloise doesn't tell Penelope her secrets, I think Penelope's identity is safe. Yeah, and I I trust Penelope wouldn't do anything like that to Eloise. I was just having a lull, but they're they're good friends. I just... I, I am a little bit disappointed they're growing apart, but... Yeah, I think... Yeah, maybe it's because... Maybe, I don't know why the the TV show is getting them to move apart. Do you have any ideas? I think because Eloise is is growing out of her. She's grown out of um, the Whistledown newsletter. 
and she's going into more feminist, radical ideas. But then why not include Penelope in that? Because she's not very feminist. No. If, if you read Lady Whistledown, it's it's judgmental and it's it's not nice, is it? Really, like we've talked before, how ethical is Lady Whistledown's newspaper? Because she's just a gossiper, isn't she? Exactly. And even Eloise says like she doesn't really talk about really important topics exactly. and stuff. Um, I think there's a bigger reason why they are separating. Maybe they'll they'll become political opposites. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Or maybe Eloise um, starts to write her own pamphlets and they become like, oh, maybe Eloise starts to write something anonymously that's political and trashes trashes um whistle down takes her down yeah and then they are basically like enemies without knowing it like they are do you know what i mean like frenemies like they're alter egos yes that's a cool twist that would be really quite enjoyable that would be cool then they've both got alter ego lives so they'd both be equals because right now it feels like penelope's kind of superior Mm. because she's got these secrets and stuff Ah, yeah. okay. Um, I just said that I found it shocking how Anthony is so up and down with the decision-making. One moment he's both feet in getting married to Edwina. Then in this episode, it feels like just one thing after the other happens where he's just like, I want to get out, I want to get out. And like, you know, the near kissing, mm. the hand holding, it's just, I can't handle it. My heart can't handle it. Yeah, I'm the same. I can't keep up with this love-hate thing. Yeah. And and I'm sorry, I really miss the chemistry level that we had in series one. Um, I, for me, the chemistry between him and Kate just isn't really there. Like it's okay, care. but it's nowhere near as intense as, but, as the ones in episode season one. Even after the library scene, the way that they're they're like nearly like nuzzling, nuzzling or muzzling each other. Like mm. you didn't. There was nothing like that with him and Sienna. For me, it's more about the looks and the intensity, and I just felt like it was really there with, with him and that actress. But I really want to see what people think. I really want people to do the poll because we'll I really want to see. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. Because honestly, I was sceptical before when I saw the pictures. I was like, mm, I'm, not, I know, I'm not sure that the eye contact, but I'm full in now. I am a full convert. Yeah, you're loving it, aren't you? I'm loving it. I think they do really well. Okay. Eye roll moments. Are you ready for the eye roll moments? Yes. Do you think that Mr. Dorset is sucking up to Kate a little bit, telling her how much he loves India? I was like, yeah. India's a big country, and yeah. I feel like you're like overgeneralizing to try and get him on your side. Maybe he's just yeah trying to get in her pants, in her petticoats. Well, then I was wondering when she when he says about how he might go back, and she's like, well, whenever you come, I was thinking, oh dear. So are they? Oh kind dear. Of, oh dear. <laughs> so right, is he insinuating that? Is he going to visit her for like afternoon delight or uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just yeah. wish I would have really loved it for Mr. Dorset to Dorset to have played more of a threat role. Yeah. Well, I think that might be where it's going. Like, I think he's going to try and seduce her or try and propose to her or something. He seems really into her. The he fact really... he's saying, I'll come and visit you in India. Like, I like that. What would be really cool, actually, if they do get together and she does leave and go to India? Yes. That would be unpredictable, which wouldn't be very Bridgerton, though. No offence. Oh, bad. You know, I hate it so much. Why do you watch it? 
I don't hate it. I just, you know, it is what it is, but it is predictable. It's really hard to hear someone say critical things about a show that you love, but I need to accept that, that you're wrong. No, it, you're a good point. Um, and that's all I've got for eye rolls, actually. I didn't have any eye rolls except for that yeah, one. I didn't have that many. That's got to be a good sign, though, right? That there were, like, no eye rolls. Yeah. Okay, so do we have a prediction section? Because I've got five predictions. Okay, I know we've I mentioned didn't actually them. think about that. You go ahead with your predictions and I'll say whether I agree. Okay, so I just said uh, Mama F and Lord Featherington flung together in this like conspiracy oh, thing. Yes, please. Are they gonna shag? Please. Yes, please. I need I need that. I can see it. I can see chemistry I can see how chemistry could build. I, I really like them together now. I'm I digging do. it. I'm digging it. Um, I, I thought that, um, no, I, a prediction that I made got resolved in the episode. So, you know, when the jewelry, juror, juror man is looking at the jewelry that the, um, Featherington zone and mm-hmm. then Miss Lord Featherington's looking really dodgy. I was like, Oh, I reckon the jewelry's fake. That's why he's freaking out. And then oh, she well did, done. like, I didn't think that she knew though. I thought that he'd actually oh. kind of screwed her over, but then I was wrong. Cause it turned out he'd already made cheap versions of it. Great idea. Oh. Very clever. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I thought she was genuinely interested in selling them to the, to get money and that yeah. she didn't realize that he'd faked it. Um, I said, my prediction is, is the dressmaker taking the piss and will she blackmail Penelope, which is what you said. And I said, is Mr. Dorset going to show an interest and actually make a play for Kate? And I really want in episode seven, no, in episode six, for it to be more about Dorset and Kate and actually her looking at other options. Yeah, and I want to see more jealousy from Anthony. I want him to see that Kate's promenading with this Dawson guy and he finds out or they go horse riding together and he chases them. Like, I want to see lots of jealousy scenes. I want to see something. I want to see something, basically. Um, Now, I know we don't normally do quotes, but there were some really good quotes in this episode. So I like it when Benedict, um, everyone is talking um, at the British household about how they need to make a lot of effort, you know, to look good and everything. And Benedict said, um, Anthony said, will the horses be polished and braided for the day? And Benedict says, shall we be polished and braided for the big day? And I just love him. cute in this (sighs) series. I love it. I also love the quotes where Eloise says, it Actually, a lot of these quotes come from the scene where the Bridgertons are all together, where um, Eloise says, it will be a boon to have another intelligent woman in the house. And Benedict says, another? You're overcounting. Yeah, I said that one earlier. I <gasps> love that bit. Um, what I, oh, I loved this quote. Okay, so what did you think of this quote between Kate and Lady Danbury? She says, a life of independence is no mere consolation. After passion yeah. calls and fate intervenes, who else is a woman left with but herself? Absolute goosebumps. I liked that. It was a little bit, uh, what's the word? Skeptical? Um, cynical? Cynical, yeah. It was a little bit cynical, but true. Sorry. It is true. But that's not what we watch Bridgerton for, is it? We watch it for the romance and the passion and that kind of view isn't going to be what comes out in the end. So I don't know. I liked it. I liked it because she's right. What she's saying is, you you know, 
being independent isn't the worst thing in the world like you you need you got you but what made me think a little bit like oh this is odd is that she two episodes ago she was telling Kate a life of independence at the age of six and 20. Love yeah. saying it. I love saying it that way around. <laughs> you, know, you haven't lived, you haven't loved, you've got to love. And then, and then it felt like her tune had changed to fit the You're agenda, right. to fit the agenda of her not wanting Kate to rock the boat. So I was like a bit confused there. You know what? I completely forgot about that. I think that's a really nice comparison. And actually, you're right. She's completely changed her tune. Um, yeah, is she just trying to be manipulative? No, I, cool. I'm not trying to stitch up Lady D. I feel like I've Sounds stitched like her up now. Love. No, no. But I, I, I like the quote because it's basically saying, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what happens, you know, you are important as you are as a woman. Like, you don't need a man. But I think it would have been nice if she'd said, there are lots of other men out there, basically. Rather than saying, oh, yeah. you can't have Anthony's, you can't have anything. I do think she yeah. could have encouraged her to maybe go down a different route and say maybe something like that, like maybe a little bit more hopeful. Yeah, like plenty more fish in the sea, love. So there was one quote, like basically both of Anthony's quotes that he says in the, the office space with Kate really were hot, like super spicy hot. Mm-hmm. But when he says, night and day, I dream of you and what I could, pause, do you even know all the ways a lady can be seduced? <gasps> You're going to say, can do you? Yes. you broke up the sentence. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, when you're doing this before in series one. <laughs> so, you know, when... Um, I said to you that I think he was going to say something really explicit and then he changes it to, do you even know the ways that it can be seduced? I think he was going to say, night and day I dream of you and what I could do to you. But instead of saying what I could do oh, to sorry. you, he says what I could and then he changes it and says, do you even know the ways a lady? So he was going to be explicit, but he stopped himself. Nice, nice answer. He was going to say what I could do to you. And then I wanted her to say, tell me, but she didn't because... She's got standards, unlike me. quite innocent, I suppose. And then there was deep breathing. I I wrote this all down. I thought, no. And then deep breathing. And then the way he pulls away, touching and shaking his head. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, I I did not notice the tutting. I know. He went, and then then I put OMFG times one million thousand. (laughs) Nice. Times one million thousand. Wow. Is Is that actually a number? I'm not sure. Any mathematicians out there, could you um, let us know? So before I ask you my questions, what are you, is there anything else that you want to mention about this episode? No, I am good. Okay. I don't have that many. Okay, number one, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Do you think that Anthony ended a wiener, made out or kissed during their engagement? Mm, No, because he doesn't have, he has no desire to. That's so harsh for Adrian, isn't it? <laughs> well, he doesn't. He's, it's all a facade. He's, he's playing a role. I think she might have touched his arm when they were the queen, and that, mm. that's as far as it got. How do you think he felt about that? I reckon he didn't like it because he kept looking at Kate, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Um, is it appropriate, is it improper that Eloise approached Theo in that crowded space for that political speechy thing? My understanding is that you wouldn't approach somebody 
to talk to them of the opposite sex unless you'd been formally introduced. Mm-hmm. But I guess she kind of accidentally met him before, so he was already an acquaintance, so it was kind of okay. Okay. She talks to him as if she was talking to Benedict, doesn't it? Like, she's got no airs and graces, so I quite yeah. like that. Um, I think she's a bit rude to him, though. She's a bit like that with everyone, though, isn't she? She doesn't have... Um, she doesn't... She's not flowery. She just says it as it is. Right. So when the mum and Kate are talking... Um, in the garden, the mum says something to Kate like, you know, you've always wanted your freedom and your independence. And then I thought, well, was there ever an ever was there ever yeah. another option? Was marriage ever an offer for Kate? Why wouldn't it be? Because the way the mum was like, oh, you always wanted your freedom. And I was like, really? So she what? She the way that Kate talks about love, you would think that she she mm-hmm. I thought originally that she'd had her heart broken. Yeah, which sounds like in this case. Yeah, it but it sounds like she's been pigeonholed into being like, oh, yeah, you were never the one that wanted to get married. That was always Edwina. And I was thinking the way that Kate looks at her, I was like, does Kate realize now that she didn't always want marriage? Or is she thinking, actually, maybe I was never given the choice? Maybe, maybe marriage just supposed to be a, a bit of a tomboy you know like mm. a real tomboy who's never really been interested in settling down and having children yeah maybe and in those days marriage equals children it's not like you can say yeah i'll get married but i won't have kids because that wasn't a possibility yeah so the other question is in this episode i noticed that eloise seemed to have more makeup on and i mm. only just noticed it in this episode okay and if you look at season one it does look like she's she's um not look she's wearing makeup that um doesn't look like she's wearing makeup if you see what i mean is this part of her trans is this the subtle change that we're supposed to see in her that she's supposed to be looking older or more or or looking a certain way yeah she's supposed to be older she's becoming a woman okay um i'm not saying that only women make wear makeup or that to become a woman you've got to wear makeup but I think they're doing it more to make her look older or more yeah. mature or more like more as if she paying more attention to how she looks before she didn't care um yeah. why don't the Featheringtons sell their paintings hmm because I guess the sets would then get really rubbish yeah <laughs> and they got to keep up appearances you know you can press mute when you're about to sneeze. Um, it was actually a cough, and I don't know where my mute button is, so I'm not professional enough for that kind of... Yeah. So just find it. Um, it's just at the <laughs> bottom on the left-hand side where it says mute. Um, but yeah, I'm going to let that go. Um, did you feel sorry for Mama Featherington when she was discussing the disdain of the ton and how she's always felt like they looked down on her? I don't really see why that would have been the case when her husband was alive. Why were they looking down on her then? I, I, I think know. she's exaggerating.com, no? I don't know, because I do feel like the Bridgertons are like really up there and really sophisticated. And I do feel like the, the Featheringtons are seen as like social climbers. And I don't know if it's because they're seen in a different light because they choose bright yellow colors and maybe that's seen as a little bit chavy or I really yeah. can't put my finger on it but the way they're presented in in a way that it feels like they are looked down upon they don't have the elegance or sophistication of um the Bridgertons do they I suppose so um 
why in the morning in the woods why does Anthony change his mind again I put he's so easily convinced by people um because I suppose he loves her and she was literally begging him begging him please do not hurt my sister please do this like you're gonna do it if you care about someone yeah and okay and I think maybe that was unfair of Kate to ask that of yeah, him. Yeah, I 100% agree. So so does he think that Kate's not interested and that that's why he's like, well, I'll marry your sister then? Well, no. She said that she had feelings for him. He knows that, but they, didn't, they know they don't have a future. He just looked so dejected in the, mm-hmm. in the woods. He just looked so sad. Um, I loved it. I th- I felt like they could have kissed then, but I guess oh no, they yeah. couldn't have done. They couldn't have I done. I wish they had. If he had said no, I'm not getting married, then I would have really liked that because it would have shown that he'd had more honor than her, because yeah. he would have been doing the right thing. I think he was doing the right thing. I think she's definitely in the wrong. Yeah, I agree. Do you have any questions before we look at some of the feedback we had from people? No, let's go for feedback. Okay, so in the last episode, there were two things that came up that we wanted to check with you guys. The first thing was with Kate stepping over the log, she lifts up her her dress and exposes a lot of thighs. So I call it the thigh slip. We put a post on the Netflix Bridgerton fan page on Facebook and the, and I said, was it done as like a sexual thing or, or was it just because she needed to step over the log? Uh, most people agreed with Chrissy that, she was just stepping over the log. But a lot of people did actually say that that wasn't the only thing she was trying to do in that message. So a few people were saying, actually, yeah, she was stepping over the log, but she did it in quite a dramatic, like a flourishy way because it was like her way of being like, I don't need your help. I can step over this log, mate. Like, I'm a woman. I'm not feeble. I'm strong. And I really love that people picked up on that. Um, Yeah. And um, they were like, because he holds his hand out and she doesn't take it, which I hadn't noticed. So that makes sense now. Interesting. Yeah. So bearing that in mind, I'm like, yes, I get it. So she was kind of being dramatic, doing it in a flourish. She's a tomboy. She doesn't need a man. And it was like that kind of kind of shoulders back. And I really loved that, that someone, a few people picked up on that. A couple of people did feel like it was a little bit unnecessary, but I'm on board with the idea that she was showing him, I don't need you. I don't need your help, which is why she hesitates when she takes his hand in the boat and he has to say Miss Sharma as if to like, not chastise her, but to kind of get her to do what he says. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you agree with that? Or do you still stand by the fact that actually there was nothing else there? She was just walking over a log. I... I don't, I think we were, you were more saying it was a seduction as well. I don't think Mm. it was a seduction, but I will take on board that, yeah, that's probably right that it was a defensive, I don't need your help thing. And it just, yeah. Yeah, I'm right. So I definitely don't think it was seduction anymore. I do think that. Well done. The people. So thank you, people. That really helped. Now, in the last episode, um, I was just completely freaking out in the scene in the library or the office after. Anthony and Kate dance he says something like (laughs) this scene again he finds out that Kate is leaving for America um, and for India sorry for India 
And he says, you'll do anything to keep me away from your sister in regards to Kate moving to India. And I didn't understand that. I was like, what so is he saying? <laughs> I'm going to repeat it. <laughs> is he saying that he thinks that her saying she's going to go to India is going to make him want to marry her sister because he wants Kate to leave? Or is he saying, you know that I love you. You know that I have feelings for you. And you know that if I know you're going to go to India when I marry your sister, that's another reason for me not to marry your sister. Either way, I was really confused. Mm. Now, I begged anyone who would who was listening to me getting confused, trying to figure it out, just to let me know I wasn't alone. And Shelley Lou, you did that. You are my hero, Shelley Lee, because you're the only person out of over 500 listeners who actually helped validate my confusion. Um, and you sent a really cute gif as well. So I'm not the only one that has no idea what was going on. But Shelley Lou did mention, which I thought was pretty cool. If I say Shelley Lee one more time, <laughs> I'm going to say it wrong. That there's a Bridgerton Netflix Reddit forum. And it sounds, it sounds fun. So I'm going to check that out and see if anyone can help me understand what he meant by that if you know what he meant by that please help me um chris did we have any other ah andy andy one of our listeners said that she thought it was suspicious about the leg stepping over the wood thing as well the leg wood thing doesn't even make sense <laughs> andy you know what i mean okay. right <laughs> it's anonymous i'm not gonna give you their name um but yeah so chris any other thoughts on this episode before we finish no, I am looking forward to the next episode. I want to know what happens. I've got no clue. I'm genuinely a little bit anxious. I'm a little bit anxious about what's going to happen between Lady Featherington. Is she going to go to prison? Um, I yeah. just need Auntie to dump Edwina. I don't, I don't like this stringing her along situation. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? It's, it's this cat and mouse thing. And um, I, I just wish that Anthony would just be firm and just say, no, I realize that I want to, I want to go for love. It frustrates mm -hmm. me how he keeps swaying. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, that is us finished. Oh, so comments. Don't talk over me. <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, subscribe and we will release another episode next week on episode six. So thanks for listening.